You're listening to Future of School, the podcast, and our special series, Students Speak, presented in partnership with National School Choice Week. In this series, you'll hear from students who have succeeded thanks to choices they were able to make in their K-12 education, including participation in blended and online learning. I'm so excited to welcome today's podcast interviewee, Satara Enos, to the show. Hi, Satara. Hi, Amy. Now, I've had the opportunity to know you for a few years since you were one of our special guests at a summit that we hosted at the Digital Learning Annual Conference in Austin. And I know that our listeners can learn a lot from your experiences, both current and past. And we're really just looking forward to having you talk about what your current educational experience is and what your previous educational experience was. Absolutely. So like Amy said, my name is Satara Enos. I'm from Julesburg, Colorado originally. I'm currently in Lincoln, finishing my last year up at Wesleyan um, as a biology major, hoping to go into medical school, hopefully in UNMC in Omaha. I graduated Julesburg High School with an associate's degree, which kind of jump-started this whole process and led me to my introduction to Amy. And so now I'm just continuing on that path and continuing to advocate for rural schools and online and blended programs like these. That's so great, Satara. So we'll we'll come back to your experience as a college student in a few minutes. But since you brought up Julesburg, where you were raised and where you went to school, talk to our listeners about, about Julesburg. How many people live there? What's the main commerce and what it, what are the schools or what is the school like in Julesburg? Sure. So Julesburg is a super small town, no bigger than about 1,200 people located in the farthest northeastern corner of the state of Colorado, just about five miles from the Nebraska border. So we always joked growing up that I was more Nebraskan than I was Coloradan. But um, our high school is really composed of no more than 120 students at one time, uh, seven through 12. Then we had the elementary school just down the street. But with my dad being the superintendent, my mom being the dean of students, education was always really put at the forefront of our lives. And as a precedence in building ourselves as successful, competent young people. And so I think my love for that through them grew and, you know, seeing them do what they love only inspired me to continue on my education path further. And so I think growing up in such a small town, I had a multitude of opportunities, but it wasn't until I got older and more interested in, okay, I want to be a doctor. I want to pursue this career, but it's so long. You know, the financial stipulations of it are overwhelming. How do I go about doing that? And so that's when we really started researching how can we use these online and blended platforms to make this happen? And I was very lucky to be in a school district, not only with teachers and administrators, who I also called, called mom and dad, but with people who truly were geared toward education and kids specifically in a rural setting. And so I think that's what's so unique about my high school and about Julesburg, Colorado specifically, is although we're just a small little town small little dot on a map in the state of Colorado. We're probably one of the most revolutionary rural high schools when it comes to the technology that we've incorporated, the programs that we have, and the contracts that we, you know, have worked through over the years to provide all of our students, including myself, the opportunity to do this kind of thing. 
Yeah, you bring up so many great points. And when the pandemic hit, we heard a lot of people, we experienced where a lot of people saw how much schools do to support students, how much teachers provide and deliver in addition to education, right? But meals and supports. One of the conversations was, oh, rural schools, they're limited. Rural schools are limited in broadband. They're limited in access. They're limited in courses. But what you just described is the opposite of that. So I, I think our listeners would love to hear from you. If you can distill it down to one or two most fundamental drivers of change that allow this increase in choice in Julesburg district for students? Sure. And before I get to that, Amy, I think it's really important to touch on while at this point in my high school career, when I was in high school, we had all of this. It's important to note that it didn't just happen overnight. It was years and years of how do we offer this to kids? How do we financially fund this through our school district, you know, so I was just very lucky to be amongst the group of people that everything finally came together for and worked out. And, you know, we had all of these opportunities to provide, but it's definitely a process and programs that take, you know, five, 10 years to build on before they're finally ready. And um, I think that that's why it's so important. But if I had to attribute it to one or two things, which is so hard because, you know, you get a multitude of different things in there. I'd probably have to say one-to-one technology and contracting, you know, reaching out to those community colleges around you, um, you know, whether it be the commerce, the bank, you know, getting kids these hands-on opportunities outside of the classroom. And I think that that's why I'm so successful in college and adult life now is because I didn't just learn how to read and write. I learned how to be a leader. I learned how to take responsibility. I learned the time management. So when I did make that transition from, you know, being a high school kid, living with my parents, being involved in all the extracurricular activities to the vast realities of becoming a young adult, you know, paying for your own things, working, going to classes, having a different schedule. I think that really eased the transition. And I think that that's what makes it so valuable to me is it's so much more than just education. It's life in general. Very, very well said. And about a year and a half ago, I sat on a webinar with the superintendent of Julesburg School District, who does happen to be your father. And he made a statement that I thought was extremely profound and motivating to everybody who was there. His guiding principle was, if we have a student in our district or school that wants to take a course, a class, a program, learn a trade or a skill, I will find a way to make that happen. Yes. And then it doesn't matter if you're in a rural district or an urban, or if you are in a, um, you know, certain part of the country, or you have limited staffing. If you, when you have that mindset, it changes the conversation about choice. Absolutely. And I think that that's why I was so fortunate is, you know, like I said earlier, not only did our administration, our school board, And our teachers have that mindset of we are truly geared toward the kids for the kids to give them the best um, education possible, but also to make them the most successful individuals when they walk out of this building. It was the entire community. It was everything from our band director to our theater department to our athletic coaches. I mean, it was just such a wholesome community amongst education and, you know, students. And I don't think you find that in a lot of places. So I was definitely very lucky. So it sounds like we either need to 
have the superintendent train other leaders in developing that mindset, or all of us need to move to Julesburg. So I'm not sure which one, <laughs> not sure which one it is. Yeah, I think um, we could do like think, Florida or California, you know, somewhere yeah. more private beach. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that the pandemic has op- one of the silver linings is it's opened up opportunities for leaders to embrace different ways of teaching and learning. Uh, this increased knowledge for parents of what choice is. I mean, one of the things that fascinates me in talking to students of all ages is, and I'm going to ask you, when did you first learn that you you had options in how you could, we'll say, do school, how you could complete your courses and follow your dreams? Sure. Like I said, I was in a little bit of a unique situation, having two parents that were educators uh, and being you know, someone that was so driven toward education already, I was seeking out those opportunities and avenues. So I remember taking um, the Accuplacer, which is needed to take any college class, basically as a baseline to see where you're at. I remember taking that the summer before my freshman year. So right after my eighth grade year, I took the Accuplacer and three weeks later, I was enrolled in my first college course. And that was when I became familiar with the contracting between high schools and community colleges. And so then I took it one step further and I said, okay, well, if I'm taking three credits here, could I do the next 60 and have an associate's degree by the time I graduate and save myself two years? Um, Which, like I said before, made me more financially stable, especially for the career that I'm looking to go into. But for those that, you know, may not have those opportunities, you definitely have to seek them out um, in rural schools, a lot of the time their work's in progress or teachers and administrators are more than welcome to lend that helping hand. They just have to know. And I think that's the big thing here is there has to be communication between administration, teachers, faculty, staff, students, whoever it may be. If you're interested, present the idea. The idea doesn't go anywhere without communication and then action to follow it. And I think that that's what we did at Julesburg, you know, the students voiced their desire to have these opportunities as far as I want to be able to go into college with 30 credits or 12 credits or whatever it may be. Or for the students who are thinking, you know, this is going too fast. I need something to take it down a speed so I can take it at my level. My, t- I mean, it's both ends of the spectrum and it's just so beneficial. And it's not just beneficial to those of us who are, hey, let's get two years ahead, but also to those who need a second to step back be able to evaluate everything. I think it's just as important in that scenario. Fantastic guidance and advice because we don't often think of it that way, right? We talk a lot as an organization at Future of School of elevating the voices of parents and students and educators, or really students, you know, having conversations and asking them, how do you like to learn? Where do you learn best? What kind of courses would you like to take? Those, those all are all an expanded version of choice. Historically, choice has meant I get to pick what school, you know, my family and I get to pick what school I go to. But as we know from what you're sharing with us about Julesburg being remote, being a more of a fringe rural area, there weren't options unless you move. There's li- literally limited options unless you leverage technology. And the pathways can be endless when you leverage technology, when you integrate blended and online learning. So my last question for you, although I have about 15 more, (laughs) so we'll have to do a part two. My last question for you has to do with 
your high school experiences and embracing and being empowered to take advantage of choice and what that did for you when you went on to Wesleyan. Yeah. So like I said, I took my first college course the summer before my freshman year of high school. I remember it to this day. It was an intro to nutrition course. I was so excited, got my book in the mail, sat down. And I knew that I was in that situation because of the choice I had made. And I always remember, you know, my dad, you always say he's so profound in what he says. He truly is. He is a man of few words, but man, when he says them, they really resonate. And I remember him saying to me, Satira, if you're going to do this, you got to do it right. You got to give it 110%. And so I was just sitting there going, oh man, can I do this? Can I, you know, is this the choice I want to make? And, you know, I put 110% into it, loved it. And here we are four years later, um, graduated with an associate's degree out of high school and am now about to graduate. I'm one semester away from graduating with a Bachelor of Science in Biology from Nebraska Wesleyan here in Lincoln. And I think I need a whole podcast to just talk about everything that I've learned and gained from the choice that I made that one day, the summer before my freshman year. You know, I touched on it earlier In high school, I was involved in everything from band. I was varsity captain on the volleyball and basketball teams. You know, I played all four years. I loved every part of it. But I was also the person who was involved in student government, you know, who wanted to be behind the scenes helping in the theater department. So I just kind of tried my hand at everything. And I think that's the biggest lesson you learn about making that choice is you do truly have to step up and put yourself out there. Because yes, you have this technology, you have this platform now, but ultimately you're now the one responsible for communicating, representing, and bringing together this idea and dream that you have for yourself. And I think if you're really truly geared toward what you want to do, or this is something that you're thinking would be a great option for you, I think that's the first decision you have to make. But I so distinctly remember graduating with my associate's degree after completing these online employment courses over the four years and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I will probably forever take online and blended courses. A, because I love to learn. B, because I love mm. the camaraderie between people. Just so willing to reach out and help yet hold you accountable and make you a better person. And like I said, I just think you gain so many life lessons and skills that I don't know that I would have if I wouldn't have gone through that process and made that choice. And so as far as transitioning into college, um, we were still in the height of COVID when I came in. So there we go again, technology, responsibility, time management, all skills I learned from, you know, making the choice to join online and blended learning platforms came right into play. So I think that my transition was much easier than those in my friend group. You know, I've never really navigated what is an online course like? How do I turn this in? How much time should I be spending on this? You know, I think it was a huge change for a lot of people. And I I couldn't have felt more fortunate and more lucky to have had that already under my belt. And I think it's also very beneficial because we're going to continue to evolve. Things are going to continue to evolve and everything's headed toward that technology point. And although everything won't be replaced by that, a, a multitude of things will be. And Yet again, that's just another skill I can add to my skill sets. And I'm very happy with where I am. And I attribute much of who I am today to the choice I made to join online and blended learning. What an excellent note to end on. You've inspired 
Many, many more than you'll realize on this podcast and beyond. So Tara, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And we look forward to an extended, expanded podcast series with you. Thanks for being with us for today's episode. To join the movement to create a future of American schooling that ensures all students reach their unbounded potential, no matter where their learning takes place, visit our website at futureof.school. You can subscribe to our newsletter, learn about student scholarships and teacher grants, donate to our efforts, and more. To learn more about National School Choice Week and its year-round efforts to give parents access to the best K-12 options for their children, visit schoolchoiceweek.com.